Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to have another one of those AI conversations, but this one is different because, yeah, you can use ChatGPT to help with your Google Ads. There's a bunch of things that you can do there that are going to help enhance your campaigns. I've got with me Lucas Schaefer. He's with the agency Stand and Stretch uh, down in Georgia. Lucas, it's great to have you on. Tell us a little bit about you know your uh, your agency and what you do. Yeah, sure. No, we are a small boutique agency, sort of best of breed when it comes to building websites and getting them prepared for things like search engine optimization and Google ads campaigning. And, you know, we have about 120 clients down here who we serve in the d- different general markets. We have a couple of clients around the Southeast. Um, we specialize in home services, which I think is the big Google grab for everybody because that's what people do when I need a water heater fix. They don't yeah. normally have time to research and they go to Google and there you are. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we've got uh, a remote team that helps work out uh, a lot of those tasks and we help develop everything from a, a creative strategy to getting uh, more customers or to get more visibility. Um, you know, it's, we use a couple of great terms like route density and you know, windshield time and discovery of what terms might be available for them and locating competitors and trying to figure out what they're doing and emulate or beat and, and try to take those clients a little bit further. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk, you know, how you can use, like you run a lot of Google ads and such, and so do we and, yep. and whatnot, but we're going to talk about how you can, you know, use chat GPT to help enhance campaigns that you're running and think, you know, the, the ways it can assist, you know, a lot of, everybody thinks of chat GPT and some of the other AIs, AIs as being content related and Google ads are content, you know, but it's a, it's a little bit different. So, you know, how are like, start, let's start with like an overview of some of the things you're seeing, you know, that it can be used for. Yeah, sure. I was surprised the first time I went to ChatGPT and said, uh, "Write me a, uh, you know, ten headlines, ninety characters, you know, based on a Google Ads campaign for this." And it just wrote out this strategy, gave me descriptions and new, new already knew sort of some of the constraints. You know, ninety characters for you know the descriptions and up to thirty amount of forty characters for headlines, but yeah. You know, using it very uh, to consume our our clients' information, that was the biggest part. We've always had this one consistent issue, and it's been on the web design side. It's been on the, the, the content delivery, content marketing side. And it's the clients don't really give us a whole lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ChatGPT has been able to not only serialize a short amount of information they might give us about what their goals and campaigns are for Google Ads, but then also give us demographic information based on where to send those Google ads and ChatGPT can take that and really grow us into some spots that we might not have been aware of, adding a little bit more uh, attention to detail and taking the content that honestly is, you know, I always tell clients we can make stuff up and sometimes we do, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, ChatGPT gives us more of a realization of that comp- that content and what's necessary for the campaign. It's It's been it's been a, it's been a game changer in terms of not only uh, taking serialized data out of the analytics side of Google Ads and saying, "Hey, what what summarize this?" and it will give us a short paragraph of 
well, you're 62% up for this campaign. Uh, the, you know, ad relevancy scores are have not improved over this period of time and gives us sort of this meta to start working with that that generally would take us an hour to just kind of scope through and kind of come up with it on our own. Well, that's cool. Because, yeah, I mean, with in the case of chat, you know, one of the things we're encouraging is, like I say, it's not a replacement for a lot of things, but it's a great assistant to a lot of things. Right. Yeah. And time savings, you know, which is huge. Um, I do want to make note of, too, because you said something right at the very beginning is, uh, yeah, clients, you know, like business owners that are listening, please, if you're working with an agency, give them more information about your business, because that is so often the case that we don't have a lot to work with. So the first thing we've got to start to do is understand your business. You know, we have to and and we have to kind of put ourselves in not just your shoes, but the shoes of the consumer. And why would they end up contacting you? What are they seeing and such? You know, so and the more information we have to work with, the better. Yeah, that's a you know, it's very hard to try to squeeze that out of the the, the, the client stone. It's like a it's, a, you know, if they're a mechanic, they, 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 they're not they're not out there pitching, you know, the other services to help bring out bring up the bottom line. It's a it's just a I'll fix your call yeah. message. And so we're we've used ChatGPT to not only you know, express we've and, and and to be quite honest, we've used competitors' websites content and said, "Hey, this is tell us their four main points about what they're selling," and then huh. kind of derive that conversation into our clients and say, "This is what your competitors doing well with. Are you in this area? Do you do it better than them?" And that that creates also a separate conversation for saying things like. Yeah, we do that. We don't do that, which is still another thing clients aren't really good at is telling us what they do. Um, yeah. So it, it helps provide that. And we've also used that in terms of uh, Google Analytics. You know, we've taken uh, some exports and I'm toying around right now with OpenAI and trying to find a way to automate a recommendation system using um, the API for Google Ads and taking serialized data from that and then having it automate and make recommendations for us. Huh. You know, what's going to work for us and how that that's going to even spitting out some common language. You know, one of the things about ChatGPT is I feel like I'm becoming a prompt engineer. I, yeah. I would love to one day add that into my uh, my uh, <laughs> resume. Yeah. But the the, you know, taking something straight from chat 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 GT doesn't always work. Um, so what we do is we dumb it down, you know, write it in a fifth grade language and taking that uh, very complicated report and then and then curating it into something that's consumable from a consumer standpoint, from a customer standpoint, who might not have that education on Google ads and, and its ins and outs of what we say is a conversion and what they call is a sale, stuff like that, right? Yeah. So it helps for us to sort of modulate and create a uh, a pattern of, of words that makes sense for, for our end user, which is our customer, who doesn't have to be an expert in the things that we are experts in. So that's that's a great, great tool for us too. Yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a great assistant in taking all that and kind of digesting that information and giving it back something that's usable, you know, to be able to present to people, you know, is often really good. You know, so you talked about some of the things like how you're integrating it, you know, where, you know, you mentioned an API feed and stuff, you know, and you're able to pull certain things. So, you know, if you're, I guess, compare it to before when you would set up a campaign, you know, pre-chat GPT, yeah, what has really changed for you? So if you're, you know, 
like kind of walk us through, you know, I'm setting up a yeah, campaign sure. for, from scratch. How is the, how have things changed? Because now I have this tool. Well, most of the times we're blind to a market because we may not have marketed their prior or looking at it in terms of saying, hey, this place is known for X, but, you know, is it also known for Y and Z? What are some other fruit bearing parts of this game we'll go after? So we'll use ChatGPT to look at that area and, and say, ask it questions that we might have to go manually and find out and go to a city data website or uh, some kind of uh, uh demographic website that gives us information about household income or household ownership. And some of the data that's been trained into ChatGPT will immediately identify itself and say, this is as of uh, September or whatever, what it always says this thing, but it always comes back with something that gives us a little bit of a head start. For example, uh, give us the top 10 zip codes in this region that have, uh, you know, household ownership is above 60% or, uh, per capita income is based on salaries that make sense for small business ownership to survive. Uh, and those kind of things uh, can be extrapolated very rapidly now with, with, with ChatGPT as opposed to having to manually go dive in and dig all that data out. And sometimes it's not even about knowing what we know about our other customers that, may, that make us good at that experience, but it's how we're able to find that tool and use that to find out more information that we would have never been able to get to get our hands on. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's one, it's one good example. Yeah. Cause if you're creating audiences and stuff, it's helping you to, you know, figure out what those audiences should be and, and seeing if there's any special points of emphasis and things, you know, that, you know, you might be able to work off of, you know, but really having that, you know, pulling the demographic data because it's otherwise a lot of manual work that needs to be done and saying, Hey, this is you know who we should be targeting, but you got to figure it out. And this yeah. will help you speed up the, you know, that part of it, of actually figuring it out. Um, you know, so, okay. And we get the audiences, you know, together and such, you know, th then what's our next step, you know, cause you know, to building out yeah. this campaign. The next step manually is throwing spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we yeah. spent a lot of time starting out what we call uh, general campaigns in which we're trying to extrapolate mm -hmm. data using uh, not a lot of the budget, but just a portion of it and trying to guesswork and find our way into the right spot to get the right click and look at the search terms and make sure we're developing the right, the right search approach. And so ChatGPT has allowed us to go ahead and look at keywords that are high uh, high competition and yeah. it'll spit out the opportunities for us to figure out, you know, what are the top 10 keywords that are searched for uh, around these types of uh, services and things like that. And it, it does a good job in generalizing and coming back with a little bit of effort that we are able to expound upon and, and make, make more sharp and more edgy. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's, that's been something that's been useful for us in, in determining not only, um, specific regional language. So we have a client in Pittsburgh who, um, and I'm not sure, and I had to learn what this was, but the Yenzer language. Okay. It's a, a Yenzer is a, a, a Pittsburgh, it's like a, it's like a football term, you know, it's in, it's into like the, the culture. And, and, and so we, we, we've, we've asked ChatGPT to create a regional dialect for ads that go into a very specific niche of Pittsburgh customers. And it turns out that it, those ads worked out really well. Uh, that language barrier that we would have not been able to sort of get past has now become yeah. something that 
was easily, I, and once we had sort of the first thought, we were able to sort of expand that using ChatGPT because it knew that cultural language, it knew that societal norm for that region. And we started looking at other places too, like uh, the Auburn Opelika area, which is just uh, just west of us. You know, they they definitely have a little bit more of a, uh, a uh, I would say, a more prolific business culture. Yeah. And so a lot more structure to corporate ease. They're they're a little bit yeah. easier to contact. But you know, most of our clients are looking for friendly language. So taking something that we might take into into account, looking at keywords, looking for content to be developed for these clients, using props and chat GPT that say, you know, can you make this into a fifth grade language? Can you turn this into yeah. something a little bit more playful? Can you structure this, structure this around uh, business contract language? You know, things that are, are centric around those ideas. Uh-huh. So Google Ads is great for recognizing that. You know, of course, when we're looking at this content specific stuff on, on development of these Google Ads campaigns, we're also trying to make changes to the website content as well. Those landing pages having some sort of relevancy of that content. Yeah. So so then once we sort of strike, uh, you know, oil on a couple of keywords that make sense and are producing something, we can use ChatGPT to expand that into page content and website content that then then sort of helps overall uh, quality score. helps reduce cost and increases our click rates. That, that's really interesting because ChatGPT, of course, is designed as a language learning model. So you're using it to help write headlines and descriptions that are that speak to certain areas, which can have, you know, different, you know, terminology, different, you know, some different words. You know, the easiest one is like, you know, was it soda and pop? You know, yeah, <laughs> say, that's true. They say one, you know, in one area of the country, we say, you know, you say soda, and the other one, you, you know, you say. That's pop. exactly right. Yeah, stuff like that matters in an yeah. ad, and uh, you know, we we. And we know we, we we see that stuff all the time where an ad just falls flat and you go something is just dead wrong with this ad nobody likes it mm-hmm. and of course you can kill it and then you just wonder or sometimes you don't know um but yeah he's helping us identify this stuff and we, we yeah which had, well i was gonna say which would take forever to otherwise do you know because i mean you'd have to be constantly doing research and you still might not get it right yeah. Well, that's the that's the other side. You know, that was the that's the manual process, right? Is you, you go to a client and and you show them and try to get them to proof and 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 look and edit and and approve content. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they're going, "Oh, we don't say soda, we say pop." But it's like you get a, you know, we, yeah. We wrote a whole bunch of content. Oh, you got to go back and change it now. So these 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 identifiers become important. Yeah, they yeah. they really do because I mean, like. You know, we have some industry segments that we work with more than others, but to be able to um, talk, I guess, appropriately to that kind of clientele, like we work with a lot of insurance agencies, but to, you know, for them to want to work with us, um, we have to understand their, you know, essentially their language, their terminology, and, you know, what the things that they're talking about are. And, you know, so if you're advertising to an area, yeah, if the closer that you can get to that specific, you know, the way that they would be phrasing things, yeah. you know, the better off you're going to be able to do because it speaks to them better, you know, that, you know, that you are a fit, you know, based on just the ad, I should at least check you out because, you know, you seem to understand me better. Yeah. And where I'm coming from, it's just based on language, you know, and then you take it further 
in which case, you know, you, you know, okay, they've clicked the ad, but now you do the same thing to your landing page and such, and you work on the, you know, phrasing and such that you use there, but chat is able to figure it, say it this way, not this way. Yeah. So, Hey, right. I want to say this, but I'm trying to speak to people in this area. So how, how should it be changed? Yeah, and also Google doing a lot of work. Um, I've seen it in some of the other products, and especially in like Drive and, and Google Docs and things that, are, and Gmail. You know, where they're trying to fit AI into it. Mm -hmm. Google Ads is starting to roll out uh, some AI stuff too. You know, they we 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 used to stick stay away from uh, campaigns like smart campaigns and automated uh, recommendation campaigns yeah. because they get a little too muddy and you, you want to be able to control, you know, the outcomes to some degree, experiment here and not yeah. here. Uh, and so I'm interested to see what Google's AI is going to start to support with. Um, and because they're already looking at the page content for the final URL and giving you the headlines that it wants you to use because that's what's relevant. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people don't know you can change those recommendations by changing the content on the page. Mm -hmm. um, and that's easy to sort of to get to a score of excellent for a certain ad, create that quality score that, that provides more visibility for the ad. But their, their introduction to um, AI into the Google Ads software is something that's just now getting rolled out. So I'll be interested to see how close this gets, you know, um, audience development is probably one of our biggest core uses for it. You know, being able to say what other cities look like this, yeah. have this demographic, um, uh, you know, are looking for this pain point, size, structure. Um, we often get a campaign that's that's using the United States as its as its location setting. Yeah. <laughs> And I call it spillage. Uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's just the term we call it internal, but there's a lot of spillage going on there. A lot of, a lot of money being fall, you know, falling off the table because uh -huh. you're not really strategically putting it in the right area. So we chat GPT to generalize these areas that are similar to the ones we find success in. Yeah. And then finding out that those locations uh, are, are, are better for our clients. Yeah. Cause you don't, nobody really, you know, it's very few companies that have the budget to actually cover the whole United States and stuff, depending yeah. on what you're targeting. So you say, okay, we start there, but then when we see success in specific areas, then you go back and you ask chat and it's like, okay, what is it about this? You know, what other areas are, are like this specifically? Because, you know, I say, depending on your budget, you, you've got higher population areas that you can end up getting the majority of your clicks from. You may have other similar areas but you're kind of you know spending your budget out at you know but you know just after a certain amount of time each day um in which case other areas don't ever the ads just don't show it's you know like i say you didn't have the budget to cover it actually it doesn't matter if you targeted the whole united states you're not going to show every time the search goes on you know so yep. you you say hey give me other areas that have this these same kind of demographics and then you start narrowing it down you shut off targeting the whole country and you start turning on additional areas that are that have the same kind of characteristics, you know, go from yeah. there. And you know, in Google, so prior to using ChatGPT to sort of generalize the city data info, you know, you'd have to go to Google and find a Chamber of Commerce website that listed X, Y, Z, and this, and then you just hunt and peck and kind of kind of go. Now ChatGPT kind of lets you know that these are the areas. So then you know you could dive in deeper to those areas with a little bit of conscious effort instead of just guessing around and looking. 
we did a we, we were working with a client in Miramar, Florida, and realized that that university down there was all we didn't realize this until maybe two or three months into the campaign that it was an all female university that the one that we were sort of targeting. Yeah. And of course, that suddenly shifted and we 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 started generalizing content for a specific audience that was based on female activities and things that were around the college around, you know, that sort of thing. And we saw improvement. And then the first thing we did was, well, what other universities are all female that yeah. are, have this sort of uh, this, this, this the college studies that are, are similar and stuff like that. And that became, that became, you know, a proud moment of free chat GPT discovery. Uh, yeah. You know, if you know what I mean? So there was a couple of benefits that I now know and try to use and my dog's trying to get into the this is Mac. He's trying to get into the, the show here. <laughs> yeah. So th that makes sense though, is let me say the idea is, is that chat as an assistant able to help figure this stuff out, uh, you know, certainly a lot faster than, you know, we would be able to do on its own, but you're, you know, able to hone in your targets and such you know, a lot better. And then, you know, as you're running the ad, so like, you know, from a content perspective, when you're creating these ads, you know, how else is it like helping, you know, because I mean, it can help generate headlines and stuff in different combinations and whatnot based on, you know, if you're, especially if you're kind of plugging in the audience data first and you're saying, okay, what headlines would be, you know, would work. I, this is my target. This is what I'm trying to, you know, put in front of them. And then, okay. You've got the audience now. What headlines are going to work? Yeah, we we've probably the past six months recently moved to sort of a SCAG approach, single keyword ad group, because what we with the ability for us to create a Google ad went from about ten to fifteen minutes per sort of ad set or ad group to less than less than five minutes per the entire campaign. Yeah, and what 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 happened there is we started hitting these sort of limitations inside of Google Ads. You know, I can't have more than three ads now, and a, and a three responsive ads, or, or you yeah. know, this type of thing. So we started rolling back into some of the the manual bidding. But the uh, the the key for content for us was that it just creates so much. And in an A B test environment, when we when we used to have to you know spend an hour to write four ads and then let them roll and then kind of wait watch them which one's doing best emulate clone move change yeah. modify this sort of branch of tree it's just gotten bigger and now we're now we've got this data where we're you know we're trying to copy and paste this stuff into a useful uh structure for ChatGPT to say okay here's the here's the export which is why we're trying to get into the uh open ai um the API back end of, of the same ChatGPT functions, so we could so we don't have to really manually do that process, copy and paste these reports, you know, not only that, exporting them into like a CSV file and trying to give it enough room so that ChatGPT can see it and then give us some specific data points out of it that makes sense for us and even even asking it to make recommendations for us. So that that's probably been the biggest thing. A client will meet with us. We'll have that meeting transcribed. We'll take that prompt data from the client meeting, um, introduce that into ChatGPT, introduce any relevant campaign data into it, and then say, "All right, create, you know, add some recommendations, move this forward for us, and come up with a summary that we can kick back and tell what the clients what we're doing." Huh. And it's, so much of that is turned into. Um, Teaching, teaching my team how to be a prompt engineer. Yeah. Um, and we had a boot camp two weeks ago where 
basically just sat around while I played around with ChatGPT and we were <laughs> focused on on Google Ads yeah. and you know we were we were having fun with it. You know, um, you know I love I love the ability to do like change the change this to a different standard of, of writing, um, be more creative, asking it to take, take the copy. And, yeah. you know, we really, these are the keywords that really need to stand out. Can you introduce different versions of this? And, you know, where once we were sort of content poor, now we're content rich. And it's, it's just a different set of problems, honestly, because when you have too much content, you want to run it all. But then the reason we move to Skags a lot more frequently now um, before we get to a sort of an optimized yeah. position is that we've got now we've got, you know, instead of two, three, four campaigns set per locator, separate area. Now we're like at 30 campaigns and we're able to look at these and go, OK, this one's doing really well. It's doing way better than the other ones. Let's just kill the other six, take these move those into chat TPT to, to modularize some of this content and see where the improvements can be made. And a lot of that would come from experience um, and looking at the data and looking at the output for the campaign. And then also um, in, in some cases with our clients, it's, it's most, most cases is their manual sales data, right? Like a yeah. spreadsheet or export or sales information that they just throw at us and we try to say, okay, well, this is what we've got uh, minus any other marketing that you're doing that might be creating these sales. But we can draw that line for very fairly easily with, with Google ads and with what's making conversions on their website. Huh. So we get a good good line and good connection there. Well, that's really cool. You know, I say it's, you know, there's, there's a lot there, you know, you know, because you ultimately want to see what's working. You know, and so getting the manual sales data at the end is going to be, you know, that's really important. Yeah. It's almost, the, it's almost the, yeah, it's the same. It's that, that's the, you know, I mentioned content delivery from clients, content yeah. creation from a client is always a hard part, but you know, not everybody wants to share their internal sales data. Right. But there's been a couple of clients where we've, we've asked them to use sort of a template spreadsheet where we do week by week analysis and just ask them to put a count in there of what clients closed and any yeah. kind of metadata that they might have based on, um, questions they ask them on the, the, the inbound sales calls, like how did you find this kind of stuff? Mm. And, you know, 90%, 95% of the time it's always from Google, but then we need to know a little bit more, like they type in a keyword, they click on an ad and the clients get a little smarter, but some people, you know, it's very, you know, we, like I said, less than 10% of our clients are, are enjoying that path. The other people are like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, just, yeah. give, just give us the sales numbers for last month. And let's see if we're going up or if we're going down. Yeah, that's a, you know, let me say, there's always a disconnect between the marketing side and the sales side because, you know, if they're not giving up the, you know, got to see about the results, you know, is it paying off and whatnot? And that comes in multiple forms, you know, of how many, you know, leads might be driven, value of them and stuff, how many closed and everything, total sales generated and whatnot, being able to trace it back to the ads. But what I, you know, you're able to use chat, you know, like I say, and, with your ads in a multitude, you know, of ways to be able to enhance, you know, like you can technically, you know, it helps to, because it's an assistant, you're able to run more campaigns potentially depending on your budget, of course, and everything, but you can do more testing, you know, through it, end up generating a lot more headlines and such, you know, that, you know, variations, you've got different uh, tweaks that can be made that are, 
you know, based on language and such, and, you know, just the how, mm -hmm. how it's actually used, you're able to get audience, you know, creation from it and such. And so there's a, like I say, there's a ton of ways, you know, basically all along the process, when you're creating ads, you're able to make use to some degree for it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's something that when we started using it, it was a no brainer to immediately train everybody on how to produce an ad and, you know, with, with a lot of our clients, a lot of our Google ad campaigning, we're, it's, it's always been, you know, trial and error. Yeah. Um, and then, then you hit and then you, 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 you save that one and you move on to like the next segment, the next service, the next location. And, you know, um, it's tough being in a business where optimization is our goal. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we'll get to a point where we can't optimize anymore. Uh, and then either they get a new product or a new service or a new location. And sometimes we are, you know, picking at 92% optimization for what we would consider as a highly optimized campaign and getting it to 93 might take six months because of competitor shift or market shift or anything yeah. like that. So, you know, we, we try to discuss um, long-term goals and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, we're getting there a lot faster with chat GPT and we're able to determine um, more information. Like you said, the language modifiers have been a big help. Mm -hmm. because we can't get out of our own heads sometimes. And, you know, that the Yinzer thing was such a weird, and, you know, I look it yeah. up and I go, oh, that makes sense. If I lived in Pittsburgh, I got <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and they got shirts and everything. It's like a huge cultural phenomenon. So, you know, stuff like that. And and have have ChatGPT immediately tell me what the Yinzer was. And, and can you make this sound like it's from a Pittsburgh, uh, uh, you know, campaign? Yeah. It, it was very nice to have it just go spit it out. Yeah, at the end of the day, it helps you understand your audience better. Yeah, and and that's really important, you know, depending on how you're putting together the campaign and stuff to make sure you can reach the right people and whatnot. Um, you know, Google's got its Google Max stuff too, and I could see that it would be like, could help a great deal along that, you know, for those kind of campaigns yeah. as well. Yeah, well, this has been great. How would people, you know, get a hold of you, uh, Lucas, you know, if they wanted to reach out and stuff and, and say, hey, I want to run some ads with ChatGPT and, you know, being used Yeah, sure. Them. No, it's cool. Uh, standandstretch.com. That's standandstretch.com. Um, email me, lucas at standandstretch.com. You know, we're, we're available. We're out there. Always having fun. Always enjoy talking and meeting people like you. And I, I appreciate our, our banter in the beginning. You know, um, yeah. I'm also always looking for people to, you know, to participate with and, and learning and trying to get something, you know, for my business that, you know, I might not be able to see because I'm dug in too deep sometimes. Yeah, that can happen often, you know, like I say that, you know, our world is full of data and things that, you know, rabbit holes, you know, that you can end up going, you know, going down real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. And it's great to have you on. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for joining us. We've been talking AI and how you can use it with your Google ads.